back to the Apex Business Advisors podcast. I am your host, Andy Cavanaugh, joined by, in a different configuration, someone who is establishing dominance over me by towering above me, Doug Hubler. Doug, how are you today? I, I felt, I guess it was time that I needed to establish dominance. You were getting a little <laughs> bit big for your britches. Um, I'm not doing great. My back is sore, and which means I have to stand up through this. I may be pacing back and forth, so hopefully I don't fade in and out too much, but you control that. If Doug sounds like he's getting distant, it's because he has to continue to move due to a, uh, what do you got, a disc a issue disc. going on there? It's a low, yeah. yeah. Okay, so two-part episode today. Part one is going to be value drivers in selling your business, mm -hmm. and part two, yeah. uh, we're going to flip that and it's going to be value discounters. Every time we get a deal, a company we see, they have both of these. They have certain things that are certainly going in their favor and they have things that are discounting the value. So mm -hmm. uh, today I wanted to talk just a little bit about the value drivers of a business. And I guess I'll start off with a story in that I was recently contacted by a, a single operator okay. that has an HVAC company okay. and he is looking to retire within the next three months. Oh. Okay, good time to call. So, wanted to understand the value of his business. So, as I kind of, as luck would have it, we were getting ready to record value okay, driver. Right. And I was thinking, what are the value drivers of this particular company? I know the value discounters. Okay. But, you know, the value drivers that I, that I thought of is, um, it is a hot industry. No right pun now. intended. No pun intended. Okay. Yes, as we, we record this in the middle it's of June, in the middle of a heat wave, degrees. Um, that it is a it is a hot industry, and so I think that what is the perception of of your industry? Mm -hmm. And as you dive a little bit deeper inside of of industry, what are some things that that you would think when you say, okay, what makes this industry attractive? Yeah, so you're right. Industry type is is a big driver. You know, the service industries part of it is in in that particular industry there are a lot of large companies looking to grow through acquisitions and looking to streamline business, make them more efficient, cut cut costs and uh, just improve overall profitability. So they're seeing opportunity in in that industry. So we know right away if some if we were contacting HVAC companies or combo electric plumbing HVAC that there's that there's going to be a lot of interest to start off with. Part part of this is being driven by the employee base, so it's hard to find staff. So the easiest way to to get staff is to buy a, another company where they've got you know 10 20 technicians. So trying to hire 10 or 20 technicians, train them, get them on board culture and not lose anybody. It's a lot harder organically than just going out and, and buying a small competitor. Yeah, and I think the other thing too is, uh, you know, as we talk about industry being a value driver, what's the future outlook of that particular, of that particular industry? You know, and a lot of people think, well, I've got this customer of mine. 
And a business owner may look at that as a positive because they've they've milked that relationship, they've built it up, and it becomes 50% of their business or 80% of their business. And we have to tell them that's great on one side, but you really want to have a diverse customer base to improve the value of the business. That's another thing that people look at for the future, say, well, you've got a customer base, you've got a thousand customers, equally dispersed, whether it's regionally, nationally, that's going to be a, that's going to be a plus. That conversation I was telling you about, the guy asked him, he's, I have a lot of residential and commercial accounts. So well, are there any contracts? No, I just done mm-hmm. right by these people for 20 years. Done so right. Yeah. So they, they stick with me. Yeah. And as we're walking in here, I'm thinking like, is that a value driver or is that a value discounter? Mm-hmm. With my I don't family? know. I think it's partly um, how the transition is handled, you know, and so I wouldn't, I wouldn't just off the face of it necessarily say it's a, a discounter. That's yeah. why this isn't easy. No, there's I mean, a range on everything. Yeah, it can be, absolutely. The, the interesting thing is, is it can be a driver. It can be a discounter. Mm-hmm. You know, employees tend to be a value driver. Are your employees in place? Right. Are they trained? Are they capable? How reliant on the owner is the business is another thing that, mm-hmm. you know, when you assess a, a company as far as, okay, employees, how long have they been there? What are they doing? What happens if the owner is gone for an extended period of time? Does this thing run? Right. You know, right. Looking at a value driver on that versus... I'm the guy, and I've got you know one person that takes phone calls and books my appointments. But right. I'm the one that goes out and, yeah. and does everything. Yeah. So current client of mine would be kind of in that that realm where five years ago the business was very reliant on him, day to day operation, the technical know how, and even the sales part of the business. But over the, the years of, of kind of strategizing and talking him through it and getting him ready, you know, he's built that company to have a general manager, an assistant manager. He's got people, he's got salespeople. So, and he actually doesn't even live in town anymore. So he has the right people in place, the right positions. And so I would say, you know, I would put that in a, a value builder, the way he has that structured now. That's kind of a, a good point there too is the operational stability mm-hmm. you, know, you 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 have a, a company that has grown revenue profitability managed their costs over a period of time right started to put people in place and that kind of lends back to last week's conversation where we we're talking about absentee owners mm-hmm. where he has built the organization into operationally stable to the point where he can roll out and be more absentee, right. less hands-on. Yep. What else you got on uh, value drivers? What would, what would you Well, one of the, I, okay, so probably the first things that we tend to look at after the kind of this initial conversation, we get into the, you know, we have the operational issues, but really we want to find out the financial status of the business. So, you know, do they have good financial statements? Do they have a CPA? Are the are the books clean? Are they reporting their revenue? Are the expenses real? So, you know, we can have a very profitable business, but they're running all of their personal expenses through the business too, and and that can that can hurt. But if somebody's got clean books, good tax returns, profitable 
and we can kind of follow the trail for years. So you can kind of look at the trends, and that that's going to be a really positive value driver. Let me stop you real quick. Give a definition of clean books. I think we've said that that term several times on the show. <clears throat> yeah. Clean books, clean books, clean books. Yeah. But I so don't know that we've ever defined it. The, I kind of say, you know, so clean books means they separate their personal life from their business. Their business is the, the, the books, the accounting is all related to the business without personal expenses being brought in. Clean books means they're reporting all their revenue. Clean books means that their expenses are really attributed to the business and, and not personal items. You're going to see in the small business area, you're going to see business owners who are writing off their cell phone or their car, that kind of thing. Those are all very common and we're, we're used to that and normal. It's the somebody's you know putting on an addition to their house or they're buying they bought a boat through the business and they're saying that that's you know business entertainment or you know they're calling it something else so that's different that goes beyond and I you know don't when I when I go into a business and they say they've got two sets of books here's one I'm going to show the tax man here's what what I think is actual you know so we want to look at, we're going to look at what the tax man, what's being reported to the tax man. And so that's as close as we can get to real. And then they're going to have to, you know, in some businesses, we may have to wait two or three years for them to do the, their books accurately so that they can be presented to a buyer and a bank uh, for financing. Yeah, I actually, along those lines, I had, I wouldn't say their books were dirty, but the the wife was doing the bookkeeping mm -hmm. and the way that she did it was the way that she did it yeah it, you yeah. know it's, it's not she's not a trained bookkeeper she's not a trained accountant right and right. one of the things that i asked them is they own the building and so they did some building renovations and spent i don't know it was like 50 or seventy-five thousand. Mm -hmm. i'm like well we can add that back because it's a one-time expense right, right but the the thing that they weren't doing that a lot of small business owners don't do that dirties up their books, unbeknownst to them, is they weren't charging themselves rent. Right. Yeah. They own the building mm -hmm. and they're not charging rent. Yeah. And that comes right off of that seller's discretionary earnings. And the reason why I bring that up is because you had mentioned, hey, it's going to take two or three years yeah. before yeah. we would be able to help them. And that was the message that I had to deliver was when you take that money off the, the rent, yeah. your yeah. your business is now worth thirty grand on the open market. Right. You've gotta you've gotta add you've gotta start charging yourself rent and we've gotta show it for a couple of years. Like yeah, that, that's a, a long a buyer has to has to consider that as part of the deal, that there's going to be either a mortgage or rent to pay. On that on that building, so there there needs to be that in the books for the existing owner. So if they're not paying themselves rent, well, we're going to have to make an adjustment for that, and it's going to bring down their their discretionary earnings. Yeah, for sure. which gets into the clean books. Also, lead into how financeable is the deal. Mm -hmm. You know, for for us, that's a huge value driver. I know there's a lot of seller finance shops. Right. Right. We are not. The majority of our deals get SBA funding, and a lot of that has to do with 
basically, you know, they're priced right. And we're dealing with people that, we're, that we can get financed because they have clean books. And we're so on those deals where the brokers are seller finance shops as they are one, one, they're typically overpriced and they don't have clean records, so they can't get financing. So a seller's going to have to finance those deals. Yeah. And so to me, you kind of wrap all of that together with you've got your clean books, operations in place, the in a good place where they can get employees, they can get customers. The future is bright, so to mm-hmm. speak. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what really kind of drives the value of the business. Every business is going to have warts. There's not a perfect one out there. Right. There's always going to be what we say, hair on a deal somewhere along the line. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, that's kind of showing some opportunity for a buyer. Usually they look at it and say, oh, well, okay, I can fix that. That's not a, that's not a huge deal. And if I fix that, now the yeah, business is worth even more. You know, and something we're, we're really seeing because of, again, who we deal with. And we're dealing with, um, we didn't really touch on, you know, one of the biggest value drivers is why are you selling? You know, to me, when I see retirement and it's somebody that's, call it 55 and, 55 and over. Uh-huh that is retiring, it's kind of the right answer. Yeah. Well, and the last point I'll make is sometimes something that the current owner is not doing well is a value driver. And the, the thing that, uh, that we're seeing is with the retirement age folks that we're getting, a lot of the people that are inquiring on those businesses are, call it, say, early 30s to mid 40s. Mm-hmm. Right. And they come in at a huge advantage of SEO, and digital marketing right, and right. you know not using the yellow pages but using more modern methods to attract exactly customers and so even if a business isn't doing everything perfectly and none of them are sometimes the things that you're not doing well can actually be a value driver because you and I've been on a couple buyer seller calls over the last week yeah. where um, we're kind of in that situation to mm-hmm. where they the outgoing owner is, yeah, I don't know anything about those fancy computers. I'm on that. Right. A, I'm on that AOL email address, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you've got people that are that are coming in that are like, well, I've, I've got a, I did SEO for, you know, these companies. They are excited that he is not doing it, right? Because they right. see like, oh my gosh, this is some low-hanging fruit that I can get to. Oh yeah, for sure. And you say, okay, well, this company's done very well. Over the last five, ten years is, you know, in the company that you and I just had a, a conversation about with the buyer, um, company trending upward for years. The owner is definitely ready to retire, and he is definitely techno-deficient. Oh, I like to it. say that? Yeah. Um, so he doesn't do, and actually he thought his business was doing better than it is in SEO, uh, but that's just because whenever he Googled his company name, it always came to the top. Well, that's because he's the owner and he's always Googling his name. Yeah. So it's going to come up first for him all the time. Yeah, a little peek behind the <laughs> curtain. Um, kind of walked by Doug's office and overheard Doug talking about how Google 
and Facebook and Twitter and all of those social media things are they play on your confirmation bias. Yeah, right. And so right. Yeah. Uh, they want you to be, hey, my, my company's the best in the world. Right. Look at me. I'm right here. <laughs> I'm, I'm at the top. So, And yeah. I, I'm going to say one thing here to contradict you. Um, just because somebody's on AOL doesn't mean that they're that bad because my wife would not like to hear that. Okay. I, she's going to hear this podcast can, and she's going to say, okay, that Andy. Th- there's nothing wrong with an AOL address. You can just tell where somebody got on the technology train okay. based on their email address. Like, I am, uh, like I had to get rid of the Hotmail address because it just <laughs> kept getting too spammy. Now I'm, I'm having to probably get rid of the Yahoo address. And, you know, so it's yeah. uh, nothing yeah. wrong with it. Okay. I'm just saying right. that when you... When you, you just don't see very many AOL addresses anymore. That's all That's I'm true. saying. And if you That's have true. one, That's true. Uh, fantastic. And I do hope that you're still <laughs> using those disks because I could use some minutes I, if you I want to. I haven't been able to update it <laughs> for a couple of years. Well, speaking of uh, uh, jumping off of train points and jumping on points, I think that's a good spot for us to stop. Did, did you get everything you wanted to cover on the uh, the value drivers? Anything? Pro- probably not. We'll we'll cover some more in future episodes. Yeah, there you probably. Go. Okay. If you are looking at buying or selling a business, and you're looking for a business with a ton of good value drivers, we're going to send you to kcapex.com. Check out our current listings. All the businesses there are good businesses. You can also get in touch with the team here. We are on a huge winning streak with our colleague emailing me and not getting bounce backs. That's because he keeps going to Andy at KCAPEX.com. <laughs> um, and I'm assuming that, well, he sits right next to you, so he doesn't really have to email you. He probably just knocks he just on, knock the, on the door. He, yeah, knocks, yeah. On, knocks on, on the, the wall. wall and, yeah. uh, it's, it's like, uh, hey, Doug, got a yeah. question for you. <laughs> so, all right, we'll get in touch with anybody on the team. KCAPEX.com is a place to go. Blogs, these podcasts, everything you need to know, tons of articles out there. And if you are looking at buying or selling a business, we got you, fam.